Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to episode 60 of the numbered episodes of Trundlebed Tales. I have a very special show planned for tonight, and hopefully uh, it'll go well. But before that happens, let's just do a little housekeeping. And... Uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows the phone numbers because this is even more important to the night than it usually is. That is, you can call at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. I also have the chat room open so you can go directly into that if you want and ask questions that way too. And uh right now uh it would be a perfect time to call because we have a very special episode tonight. So I think with that, we're going to go ahead and go uh, finish up our housekeeping. And, and tonight is a very special episode because we're taking one of the biggest risks in radio and trying to have a call-in show. Now, uh, right now, we don't have anybody calling in, and you never know with this sort of thing. We may not get anybody. I hope we do. So if you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know if I should call in or not, please do, because it's really going to be a lot better if somebody calls. But in the meantime, I have a little bit to to chat about as well, so hopefully until we get uh, with your uh, calls will have something to to go on. But if you're wondering what kind of things to call in and talk about, I want your best Laura Ingalls Wilder related travel tip. So which route do you take to home sites or between home sites? What's your favorite Laura trip related discovery? Is there a cool store everyone should visit? Where's the best place to stay? Which home sites are best for adults only? Which home sites are best with kids? Should you just do a single stop at a Laura home site or should you do the big circle route? Should you go back, do back-to-back pageants, non-Laura related place to stop on the way to the home site, or any other related hint or tip you can think up is what we're looking for tonight. So. I hope we get a lot of those, and we want to hear people's opinions. We can have differing opinions. You can ask questions via the chat room. It's open now. You can call in and ask, 
and hopefully we'll get start getting some callers soon. But in the meantime, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you some of my tips or tricks and see what you want. First off, I should let it, remind everybody that there are two episodes where I specifically talk about Laura Ingalls Wilder trips. One is one of my earliest episodes, which is Laura Ingalls Wilder Vacations, which was episode three back in 2011. And it was more along the lines of talking about specific things to see at each home site. Then more recently, I did an episode that was, to make sure I called it the right thing, and... It is the Travel Times episode about uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, and it's more general things that you are going to find uh, no matter what home site you go to. So take a look at those episodes as well. So what? let's just kind of go through and see what kind of questions come up because that is actually the other thing that I hope people do tonight is that you ask questions. If you have a trip coming up, if you're wondering if you should go on a home site trip, this is also a perfect time for you to ask questions. So uh, let's start with um, is there a cool store that everyone should visit in the various home sites? Now, my favorite used to be uh, near Pepin. It was in the small town of Lund, which was just a couple miles down the road from uh, the birth site replica. And uh, the little house store was really great. They had all sorts of kind of different things, things you wouldn't find other places. But sadly, uh, the lady who ran it, was a, a school teacher from the Twin Cities, but she'd come out over the summer and on weekends and run this as sort of um, a second job. And unfortunately, she got sick and passed on. And her family kind of tried to keep it going for a year or two. They ended up uh, selling out the rest of their stock to the um, museum's gift shop. So they're not there anymore. And it really is a sorrowful thing because, well, first of all, condolences to her family that she died. But second of all, it really was a great place to stop. Now, another place that still ends in business, of course, is out in Smet, the Loftus store. And uh, because it's actually mentioned in the books, it's uh, really sort of a cross between the store and a home site. There... Uh, are all sorts of kind of Laura-y things in there now. And so you'll find unique items there. You'll find some out-of-stock items there. And it really it really is a um, great place to go. And I find um, all my most unique T-shirts there. They have been recently working on... Uh, redoing some of the things that uh, there were originally put out 
in the 1970s. So there was a set of pewter plates that, that came out in the 70s, and they have done sort of a replica of those. They've just done the first one. They want to kind of sell out in that. If they sell out, then they'll be do, do the second plate. They've also had a tapestry that a lot of people ask about that was from the 70s, and they've redone that as a poster that you can get. Um, my hot weather gear t-shirt I got from there, also one of my favorite Laura sweatshirts. So uh, the Loftus store is a good place to stop. A kind of more unusual place to stop is down in Mansfield, where they have uh, the Baker's Seed Company. Now, not only do they sell heirloom seeds, but they also have uh, their own little sort of um, old-fashioned town restoration. So you can go out to the site. You can look what they do for the seeds and things. You can also look at their uh, little reenactment thing they have. They have gardens and samples. You can buy heirloom seeds from them. They have a catalog. And one of the nicest things they do is that they um, do a garden at the Laura Ingalls Wilder Rose Wilder Lane home. And so there's a garden growing there again. They provide the seeds, and and I believe they take care of it too, which is important because I can tell you from when we had uh, – gardens when I worked at Usher's Ferry that there were plenty of people willing to come out and plant gardens. Being willing to come out and weed was another thing. And you kind of have to do maintenance if you want it to look decent. So we're very, uh, I think that's great that they're doing that. In Walnut Grove, another great store to stop at is Fond Memories. Fond Memories is a combination antique store and scrapbooking store. And I have found some really great pieces there. I've gotten, um, actually, I've gotten some old postcards of Peppin, which I thought were great. I've gotten some Hereford uh, salt and pepper shakers. I've gotten the Little Betty sewing book and the Little Betty cookbook, which are just amazing. I love those. And uh, I got additional copies of it there. I got, uh, and I got a lot of Laura-specific scrapbooking stuff there, stickers and stamps and background pages. So if you're in Walnut Grove, I strongly suggest you try out Fond Memories. Now, uh, near Baroque is actually it's between Decorah and Baroque, is an antique shop called What's New. <clears throat> and it's located in a pole barn. So there are actually three levels of things. Now, these aren't going to be uh, your top-rated antiques for the most part, but if you're looking for things uh, for roughly 1900 up to sort of mid-20th century back to the late 19th century, they have all sorts of things. They have books and glassware, and, and I normally end up leaving with at least a couple things when I stop by. So take a look at what's new. Well, it's a little different kind of store, but uh, in Spring Valley is uh, a bakery that is very well thought of. 
I think it's just called the Spring Valley Bakery. And there's also just south of town a uh, locker. So if you like the traditional natural casing uh, hot dogs and you have a way to get them home in cold confinement, uh, you may want to stop there and get some uh, of the various things they have. It's really well thought of locally. I've gotten hot dogs there before. Very well done. Well, I want to remind everybody that you can call in with your questions and comments. The number is one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. That's one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. There's nobody in the queue right now. See, I told you this was a risk. But uh, if anybody does have a question or comment or tip or suggestion, and you want to call in, go ahead, and now is the perfect time to do it. So what was our next question? It was, let's see, that one next. And again, I would love some uh, some other people's take on this, because of all the ways that I have done traveling the home sites, uh, I've gone by myself, I've gone with friends, I've gone with family, I've gone as part of a bus tour, um, just about any way you can imagine visiting the home sites, I have probably done it. Ah, and we have somebody on the line, so let's see what area code 319 wants to share. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Yes, it's um, Susan Gettle from Cedar Rapids, Sarah. Oh, hi. Hi. Thank you for calling in and taking pity on me. (laughs) It's okay. I had a couple comments. One of the mistakes I made was when I went down to, um, to Mansfield for Wilder Days. Of course, it poured down rain, but... Um, Mm -hmm. I did several things on Friday. I got there, and all of a sudden, it was Saturday afternoon, it was raining, I thought, oh, I'll go to the library, and the library closed at noon on Saturday, the Loringles Wilder Library in Mansfield. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. If if you hadn't been to the library there before, it has its own mm -hmm. little display of the books, including the original dolls that Laura's talking Mm -hmm. about and only recording of her voice, and the original Laura Ingalls Wilder medal uh, designed by Garth Mm -hmm. Williams, which is worth a trip to the library just for that, I personally. But I missed that because I went in the afternoon on Saturday. So just a cue to other people. Yes. Well, thank you for pointing that out. yeah, it's it's real easy. And these small-town libraries do have odd hours, so definitely check what it currently is before you go. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, my second trip there, it was mm-hmm. for my, like, 14th birthday present, and so my mom did all the planning, and she never checked, and we got all the way down there. And at that time, this isn't true anymore, but at that time, nothing was open on Sunday. It was Bible Belt country, and everything mm-hmm. shut down. So we got all the way down there, drove eight and a half hours, and there was nothing. So we had to turn around and come back. But yes, okay. So, so yeah, you had the other two, thing. A couple times. Okay. Now go ahead. I was going to say the other thing I missed the first time I was in Schmidt was the special exhibit room at the visitor center there 
for the Memorial Society. Yes, it is nice. And they, they at first they just, you know, acted like it was gonna be something they did once, but they are really doing mm-hmm. pretty good about doing it every They're year. They're doing some of the Yeah. They did much better the second time, but anyway, but I knew to ask about it, so yeah. Well, so. that is a point because um it, I don't think they do a really great job of telling you it's there. And some mm-hmm. of the things change every year and some of the things are always the same so uh, I like the little hand-on activity where you make your own 50-50 notebook mm-hmm. I just love that I'm just obsessed with those 50-50 notebooks I'm afraid I need to find one and um, let's see and, and it's so nice to see some you know actual things so many of the home sites other than mm-hmm. Mansfield really don't have a lot of stuff that was owned by the family or, um, you you know, Mm -hmm. written by them or anything like that. So it's nice to see DeSmet having some original items and having them on display. My only other... You have somebody else? (laughs) No, I don't have anybody else right now, so I'm going to keep you on the line a little bit if you don't mind. Okay. Okay, yes, I've got fine. a question for you. I know you've been to Pepin several times, and I always mm-hmm. say that Pepin has better restaurants than any town of its size has any right to have. What is your favorite restaurant in Pepin? Oh, what is the one down the run on the river, um, or down on the lake? Shoot, the, the nice the um, barrel or the Harbor Inn or Harbor Cafe? The Harbor Inn. The Harbor Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very good. But the pickle factory is good, and also the one that is at the Garden Cafe is nice too. Garden so. Pub, yeah. Garden yeah, Pub, yeah, the one. Yeah, there, there are so many good restaurants in that town. I it really, mm-hmm. I, it it's really amazing. I mean, they must be so spoiled because I've I've dealt with other towns of that size, and they're nowhere near yeah. <laughs> near that. Okay, and I've it, got another. And, oh, go on. Got another question? Go ahead. Yeah, I got another question for you because I uh, know that you uh, tend to, when you visit uh, home sites, and I know she's been to Pepin because she usually runs into me when she's there, Uh, but I know you have, like, Laura T-shirts that you a lot of times like to wear when you're on a trip. Do you find Mm -hmm. that you get more questions or comments uh, about that when when you wear a t-shirt as opposed to when you don't or do you just enjoy wearing the t-shirts well, I enjoy wearing the t-shirts but it, it's I've been wearing my um, Beyond Little House t-shirts and I've gotten comments the the pink one especially I got comments on the home site and people also identify me then as somebody who's been to Laura Palooza so that's kind of fun well, I always think it's nice to wear a T-shirt too, and yeah, I mm-hmm. I think that that first uh, shirt was a real real good design, a real strong. Mm-hmm. You always like to see and, people who've been to the conference. And then when the with the website on the back, I've noticed people take down that address or that web address. So for Beyond Little House. Well, that's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. My only other comment is that I know you've said it before too, but going for I think 
um, Pepin's Laura days are just the best of any of the home sites I've been to so far. So, well, it it really is. Uh, I I think anyway, it is a very nice kind of homey atmosphere mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff that is focused um, mm-hmm. a little bit more on the books and the time period of the books than than some of the other home site activities, especially so, what do you? traditional crafts and of course a quilt show that I help with and then of course they have wonderful hands-on activities in the park too for kids so yeah it's it's really nice and um mm-hmm. and I guess well I mean I think this is a question I can ask you I normally end mm-hmm. up having to leave on Sunday because I have to get back to work on Monday mm-hmm. um so I need to get out of there before this closed down for the parade starts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sort of new mm-hmm. is my last yeah. setup. But I think you've stayed for Sunday before. Yes, I usually, yeah. Okay. usually help so, till the end. Do you think that it is worth staying that second day if you oh, were, definitely. you know, just a visitor? I think it's, it's fun because I think there's enough to do for both days, so. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think there's, there's a lot of stuff going too. Have you gotten to see the parade that's very famous in the area? No, I haven't. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd gotten co-opted into walking at one time. Um, they tried to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have done parades before, but I normally like to do it when I can throw candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I okay. stayed put out of the cabin, so they I banned the fort out there. So yeah. So you know, since you're on the line anyway, why don't you tell them a little bit about what goes on uh, at the cabin during uh, Pepin Days? Um, they have days. they have a quilt show, and Jean Elson, right? If I say that right, um, it has some wonderful lore quilts that she's done, the three sisters and a snowflake quilt that are on display. And then they tell the story through of going to town through quilt blocks. And um, then we do a sewing project where we have them sew four quilt blocks together, help little girls do that and adults. But anyway... And I think and then, you said you've had people, mm-hmm. like the girls sewing the quilt box, bringing them back from previous years to add on more. Mm-hmm. Or taking them home and adding more and making a quilt at home, they told us. So, yeah. So that's really fun. And doesn't it feel like the seven longest miles on the planet driving out from that town to the birthplace cabin? I don't it, know it what does. it is. It mm-hmm. just feels like it's never going to end. <laughs> it does, but anyway. I keep saying if I could find somebody, maybe a couple somebodies who were brave, mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to try and walk from the cabin to town like Pa did. Mm-hmm. But you kind of want a second person walking with you and a third person <laughs> with a pickup car in case you get totally exhausted and can't make it another step. That's true. It's kind of a narrow, winding road. It is. It is. And 
you know, it being so long and windy and seeming to take forever, it's probably not really a great idea <laughs> to try and walk it. But mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to at least do it part of the way, you know, and kind of get, yeah. you know, a feeling of Pa walking through the woods with his big mm-hmm. bundle of furs. I wouldn't be carrying mm-hmm. a big bundle of furs, so that should make it a little easier for one thing. I think I did walk down to Berry Corner one day just to kind of get a feel oh, of you? where... Where Laura went to school, but anyway. Well, you know, that would at least be a kind of maybe I should try that first. That is a really good idea. Walk to Berry Corner, but uh, if mm-hmm. if you do do that, realize that there these are country roads, so there's really not much in the way of shoulder, well, and that's there right. are a lot of uh, bars. Yeah, there's. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of blind turns. So what my oh. grandmother always taught me in walking on a country mm-hmm. road like that is if you hear a car, you step into the ditch. You're right. Now, the people around here don't seem to have that message as they expect cars to slam on their brakes mm-hmm. and kind of try and yeah. weave around them. But I think the safe thing to do is to remember that they're bigger than you and get mm-hmm. in the ditch. But, yes, that that is a you have just added a to-do thing to my list. Next time I'm in Pepin, I will have to try. I will wear my sensible shoes instead of my high heel boots, and I will see if I can walk down to the very corner. That is, is a good starting place. If I can walk that far and not feel like I'm totally exhausted, mm-hmm. that would probably be a good warm-up before I tried walking the whole thing. So I don't know, seven miles, maybe I'm being overly ambitious as it is. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't have another caller, but I probably have kept you long enough. I appreciate you calling in. Was there anything else you wanted to to mention or any question that you have for me or if you want to put it out there and see if anybody else uh, has an answer? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we okay. Had, yeah. We had a couple questions that came up um, when we were out there from people. One was, um, there's a brick school in Bill Anderson's book. the um, Lost Creek. Lost Creek. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's the brick school closer to the, uh, to, um, it's not the, the one Laura attended. Town. It's the one yeah. that's closer to the town. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were wondering why that was in there because we were looking for the school or questions about the school. Also, somebody um, asked to, or somebody they said told them a couple years ago. I thought when I first went up there, I'd heard that the original cabin was closer to the road and they moved it back. But they had somebody else who stopped and done a lot of research and said that the cabin was further from the road. Like in the field, well, do you know anything about the original, their home, the original cabin? Well, if you, if you read the original articles mm-hmm. that talk about the discovery mm-hmm. of the um, site in the 1960s, mm-hmm. because um, mm-hmm. it's important to know that even though they knew Pepin was in the books, they really mm-hmm. didn't do anything for a long time. They mm-hmm. um, They had... They actually had people starting to show up, and they didn't have anything. So I think it was in 1962 they renamed the city mm-hmm. park, the Lower Ingalls Wilder Park, and put up that mm-hmm. marker. And then they, uh, one of the librarians in town was given the challenge of trying to find 
the the cabin and or where the location of the Charles Ingalls property was and and going through land records she was able to track it down now the people who lived there and this librarian looking around found the remains of a stone foundation um in the machine shed and I really kind of think the impression you early articles now Again, this is their opinion, so who knows? It could have been from some other building. There was a stone foundation. But as they're talking about it being in a machine shed, I'm kind of thinking maybe it was closer to that farmstead across the road. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that anybody really knows for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, where the cabin is placed now is Mm -hmm. definitely... It was definitely owned by Charles Ingalls at one time. Right. Mm-hmm. And the cabin was roughly approximately in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, from what everybody can tell, that it wasn't, you know, like in the middle of the property. It was right along the the road mm-hmm. there. And I'm pretty sure that was probably the original path of the road. Now, I haven't, like, examined maps to see this, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Normally in the country, when you have a wavy road, it's normally following mm-hmm. along the natural contours where paths mm-hmm. tended to, and then, you know, yeah. paths got bigger and became roads and then became paved. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I mean, that's normally, thing. so I'm assuming that's where the road probably was. And mm-hmm. it was probably pretty close to it from everything that I know. But as far as, um, you know, the, difference whether it was closer or farther away from the mm-hmm. road as it stands or for sure which side it was was on i i really i i it isn't something that i would feel comfort comfortable saying absolutely one way or the other i think as yeah. close as you can honestly say is the cabin is a replica is approximately where the cabin was well, they said this so person, honestly, one one the thing I find done some research on it, but but nobody knows. I guess he'd need to come forward. Yeah. <laughs> well, know. I mean, I don't even know what kind of research that you could do to find it because mm-hmm. if Pa kept the same manufacturing or, or I mean, you know, construction techniques, mm-hmm. he tended for foundations to like the the. Hmm. Third Street House in Desmet, that was hmm. just basically wood on the ground. I think there might have been some rocks hmm. under it, but they had to lift it up and put a proper mm-hmm. foundation under it when, when they took it over. Mm-hmm. So it may have been that the log cabin was just basically on the ground too. And if that's yeah. true, I mean, you'd almost need hmm. something like ground-penetrating radar and somebody who knew how to operate it and then have a piece of ground that had been relatively undisturbed because you can mess that up by, you know, like plowing over it. And I mm-hmm. kind of think that area might have been plowed at some time, though though it's hard to tell. And I mean, yeah. to really tell it. I mean, because anything else, mm-hmm. I mean, property records normally aren't that exact where the house is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't, they might mm-hmm. say there's a house on the property of such and such size, but they normally don't say, you know, like the house is located three rods from the cornerstone of, you know, that's that's just not how yeah. they're mm-hmm. written. And the, the I mean, there probably are old maps. Um, I know there are old maps around the 
our township, but uh, there's a church that is supposed to go with the cemetery that's that's right by my house. Mm-hmm. And looking at the old maps that are only a few years apart, it's on one side of the road or it's on the other side of the road. It's closer. Mm-hmm. It's farther away. It's it's just it, that darn little picture of the church moves all over the place, and then it just suddenly disappears. And so who knows? I mean, sure. it, mm-hmm. it. I don't even know how for sure you would research something like that. But yeah, if somebody you know has information on it uh, that nobody knows about, then sure, that would be a great thing to find out. Kind of a uh, interesting thing about that: the cabin is actually the second replica they've had. The first mm-hmm. replica uh, had a door in the front and a door in the back, and that route, that road that goes by it, is a popular motorcycle route. Mm-hmm. So, as I've heard the story, people were taking their motorcycles and driving through the house. And it was causing such problems that they had to rebuild the house and had to put in a front door, just one door, instead of having a front and a back. So it's interesting. It is. But it's a fun experience to be out there. So, anyway. Yes, it is very nice. And and it's nice, especially not on the lower days, it's very quiet. And people need more quiet in their life now, I think. You know, so many yeah. times people just literally are never without music or noise or something. So mm-hmm. it's nice yeah. to be somewhere where it's just, you know, wind and tree branches and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, to get a feel for how life was. Well, I think well, that's into my comments. <laughs> but thank okay. you. Well, thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. And thank you for sticking with me since we didn't get another caller. I think you made it a lot more interesting uh, show than it would have been otherwise. So thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, so that means, as I mentioned before, uh, now that Susan's out of there, we uh, have gotten... Um, the chat room cleared so if anybody would like to call in the number once again is one 877 9389 that's 1-877-633-9389 and if uh, even if you don't want to stick around as long as Susan did, now would be a great time to call in. You can also ask your question, and I would be glad to have anybody else call in with anything that they are interested in. So um, let's see, where were we talking about? All right, so while I've done, as I was saying, uh, just about every kind of going around to the uh, home sites that there is, I what I haven't done is I haven't traveled with children. I've traveled with my, when I was a child myself, but I didn't travel with children. And I'm hoping, the only one I've been to like that is Baroque, and I'm hoping to get my niece and nephew with me sometime in the near future so I can talk with a little bit more authority on it. But uh, I think just sort of looking around, I can tell you a little bit of... Um, 
which ones are the best. Now, first of all, if there is a days event that you can go to, so like um, the Pep and Laura days we were just talking about, the wilder days in Mansfield or the days when they're just having the pageant, the pageant weekends in Walnut Grove and Smet, all the different events they have in Independence Prairie Days, their uh, lamplight tours, all that stuff, all the things they have in Malone, their uh, Christmas with El Manzo event, their um, Civil War event, their art um, festival. Any of those events you can go to are really good for kids because there's extra stuff going on. There's usually more things to see and do. For example, at Prairie Days and Independence, if you go there for Prairie Days, they had a rope maker out. They had some corn shelling going on. They had some old-fashioned crafts. They had some coloring sheets. They had a Little Miss Laura contest. They had some programs going on. They had some music playing. There was food on site. And there was just a lot more going on. And I think it's a lot easier to kind of keep um, kids interested when there's more things to do. I don't not only think that having more things going on makes it more interesting for most adults, it also is true for kids. So if you have a chance to go for one of the event days, I really recommend it. Now, I used to really kind of avoid event days because I figured there'd be too many people and I wouldn't get to really be able to do the things that I wanted to do. And that was kind of silly in a way because I was picturing the big events that we used to have when I worked at Usher's Ferry. Now, actually, there have been some changes in museums so there really aren't as many huge events as there used to be. But we, on an event like um, the Old Fashioned Fourth of July, we were pulling in 1,200 people um, into the little historic village. If we went, when I went to Old World Wisconsin for their Laura Day, there were like over 2,000 people. So I was expecting kind of huge, huge crowds. The events at the home sites normally aren't that huge. I mean, there's a lot more people than normal, and you get a lot less sort of by-yourself time, which is nice to have, to be walking, uh, waiting in the by yourself in Walnut Grove, to uh, be walking on the prairie without seeing other people in the Ingalls homestead, to... Um, just kind of look out and take in the big circle of the blue sky and independence uh, to uh, be in the historical society in Spring Valley and read, have a chance to really look at and read all the little pieces of history that they have managed to dig up, the ads for Royal Store, uh, Mother Wilder's record of having sold butter and eggs at the store, all kinds of things like that. It's better to be by yourself. But going for an event, it usually is not so crowded that you, I mean, there might be that you don't have, as I say, as much by yourself time, but normally you can do everything you like. Now, it may be that there are other people waiting in Plum Creek with you at the same time you are. It may be you can't take 
quite as much time sitting there and staring at pause fiddle as you would like to spend uh, at least in one go. But it really isn't enough so that you feel really crowded or hemmed in. It's a reasonable amount of people for the spaces they're occupying. So I really, about the, the worst thing I can say happened on a general kind of event weekend is like pageant day in Walnut Grove, it can be kind of hard to get through uh, the pay line because there's so many good things in the Walnut Grove gift shop that you just, there, there's people always are buying a ton of stuff and it kind of gets long. But for a normal event, that's about the worst thing you can say. Uh, the TV event I did earlier this year, that was really too many people. And if I had really realized it was going to be that many people, I probably would have done something else uh, for my Laura trip this year just because there was uh, kind of a overwhelming amount of people and you really couldn't get to doing everything that, that you would normally do. And um, it was just, it was hard to get a place to park. It was hard to get a place to eat. You know, all those things I was afraid of happening in events over the years was kind of going on. Now, that's a good thing because the event was very popular and very well attended and hopefully made a lot of money for uh, the Walnut Grove Museum and the Walnut Grove Pageant. But um, it, it was a little pressing. But I think most times, whether you're adult or kid, it's good to go during special events. Now, if there isn't a special event, and I'm, I'm, I really think Walnut Grove and Smet are the better home sites, especially with little kids. They tend to have a lot more hands-on stuff, hands-on activities. I think things that'll keep uh, kids busy. And if I was planning a first Laura trip for kids and I was totally free for what they want to do, I would say we're going to go to Walnut Grove and to Smet. We're going to do back-to-back -back pageants as long as the kids are old enough. So staying up that late two nights in a row won't really throw them off and make them super grumpy. You maybe can take advantage, you know, kind of um, anticipate that by having them do a, a nap in the afternoon, but. It is, especially in Walnut Grove, it does tend to be a late night for little kids. DeSmet has been working on ending earlier with their pageant, but it's still, uh, nephews still are wanting, are supposed to be in bed by about 8.30. That's not going to happen going to a pageant, and doing it two nights in a row might be a little hard on them. But if they're old enough so they can stand staying up that late, I would do Walnut Grove to Smet back-to-back pageant nights and plan on spending time both places to have plenty of time to look around and do everything that there is to do. But as I say, I haven't actually traveled with kids to do that, and I would welcome comments or questions about um, you know, what other people think about it. Now, uh, the uh, the one that I have gone with them is I've taken them both to Baroque. 
and Baroque has a program now, which has been very popular at other museums, where they do a themed birthday party. So you have a birthday party actually in the Master's Hotel. You have dress-up and picture and games, and you get uh, to do a scavenger hunt style tour of the, the hotel. It just was a really... oh. And you had a little cake, and you got lemonade, and you drank out of a tin cup. And, and it was just an enchanting experience. And I think it was the best first experience at a Laura home site that these kids could have. Now, the drawback to it is that they have it designed for, you know, um, a few adults and then mostly kids. But they are so far away from a population center I think it's a little hard for people to take other kids there. I mean, just for the requirements for kids in car seats, logistically, it just isn't a very easy thing to do. Uh, however, I think if you could maybe go more as a family to have the party, or if maybe one or, or uh, one friend, or if you end up having to take two cars, maybe more than that, but just a couple of kids and the you know, family members or just the immediate family and book one of these um, these birthday parties. Even if you have to spend the night before in, say, Decorah at one of the fine hotels they have there and then come up to, to do the birthday party, the next day party, and then spend the night in the hotel, whichever works out for your schedule, I would strongly recommend doing that if you get a chance. It was just a great experience. And as I say, it was probably the ideal way to introduce the kids to Laura home site. So I am very pleased uh, that we did that. Um, and I want to one last time, I'm beginning to think that Susan's probably it for callers. But I was told um, after the birth last birthday party episode that... Uh, I should really work on trying to give people a little more time. So we're going to keep going till 9 o'clock anyway. But if you are listening and you want to call in with a question or a tip or a comment or anything, you can call us toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's one eight seven three three. 9389. And I would. Ah, we've got a call. Now, see, I almost gave up. Area code 414, you are on the air. Do you have a question or a comment? Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, I just have a comment. Uh, I'm taking a trip to Dismatch this summer with my daughters. Um, I don't really have any suggestions, just that it's, uh, I, I would when I was a kid. Uh, my mom took me, and now I am taking my two daughters out to Dismet this summer to learn more about Laura, and we're reading the books together before we go. Well, that's just great. I really do think reading the books before you go is a really important thing to do. So they have at least one of the, or two of the books, they have an idea of what it is they're seeing. And I'm I'm so glad you're getting a chance to, to go back, not to, to put you on the spot too much, but about how long has it been since you've been there? 
Um, well, it's been, oh gosh, I'm, I'm almost 38 and I went when I was about 13. So it's been, it's been almost 25 years since I've been out there. Yeah, they go fast, don't they? Well, I think probably the last time you were there, the the Ingalls Homestead hadn't opened up yet. That's correct. Or if it had, the Sullivan's hadn't taken over. And I really suggest, besides doing the Memorial Society, that you go out and do the Ingalls Homestead, too. It really is a great place with lots of hands-on things, and it's just pleasant to spend time out there, I think. Um, I think so, too. I'm looking forward to that because we did. It wasn't there when we were there. Yeah, I I think you'll enjoy it. And the Memorial Society has been adding stuff, too. So um, I think that you want to make sure you allow a decent amount of time for them, too, because you, besides the um, gift shop, which is a pretty good one, they have the surveyor's house like they used to and the Third Street house, but they also have two restored schools, and they have added a lot of sort of mini hands-on activities lately, and they have a hands-on center across the road in the 4-H park, and they have uh, an exhibit room that's back behind the gift shop, and it's a little hard to get to if you don't know it's there, so sometimes you have to ask somebody to to show you where it is, but, oh, and the Loftus store and the the place where Laura Elmanza's homestead was and the cemetery. There's just so many nice things uh, to do in, in Dismet. So I think you'll enjoy that. I can't Have wait. You... There's so many things to do. <laughs> there is. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, I, I was, had kind of a running joke with my mom. She was complaining about stuff around here and I'd say, well, you know where they don't have that problem? Dismet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I was trying to. T- I was saying, well, you know, maybe we should sell out and move to Dismet because I just love it there. It's a great place. So I think you'll have have a wonderful time. Do you know where you're going to be staying yet? Uh yes, we are staying at. Now I can't remember. It's it's the bed and breakfast right in downtown Dismet. Um, okay. Are you, I think it used are you to be an old. No, go ahead. Say. I thought ahead, it used to be at one of the one of the bankers one of the bankers' okay. houses or the one of the banks. Oh, the I can't remember house? the name right now. Um, are you thinking of something Prairie like Manor? That. Um, are you thinking of Prairie I, Manor? It was Banker Ruth's house. It's on Third Street, so. two doors down. Okay, the Prairie so. Manor yes. is my very favorite um, bed and breakfast in the the whole world. I just love staying there. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, one thing for people who haven't stayed there before, be aware that they're one of those kind of specialty hotels that kind of expect you to pay up front, which if you're not if you haven't dealt with a hotel like that before, it's kind of a shock that you have to pay then and not after you're leaving, but just so okay. you know. And um okay, it great. is it is the home of the happiest breakfast on earth. Get the pancake man. Now there are oh, other good. things. Oh, good! Oh, the pancake man. <laughs> yes, but ignore all of the other options. They're not as good. You want the pancake man. It is just okay. perfect. I love that. In fact, you know, the last time I stayed there, I stayed there for a couple days, and I had the pancake man for breakfast every day, and I was not sorry. It was just, I love that thing. 
Oh, good. I'll definitely try that. I love pancakes. Okay. Well, and my I'm girls glad too. Well, thank you for calling in. I I really appreciate it. Actually, we have well, another thank question. You. you know, the last couple minutes we're getting people to call in finally. Well, that's good. Did you have any other specific questions you wanted to ask before you? No, yeah. not at all. Just wanted to give a shout out and how much I love Laura, and I can't wait to visit this mat again. Well, that's good, and I hope you'll maybe call in again for uh, the birthday celebration we have after you've been so you can tell us about if you enjoyed it or not, because I, I think you will. Oh, good. I can't wait. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, then, area code 412, you are on, well, as soon as it stops spinning. Now, you're on the air, so welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Yes. My um, my daughters and I, well, my husband as well, we went this summer to our first trip ever out there to Desmet and Walnut Grove. Oh, um, it's been a dream of mine since I was, you know, 10 years old. I'm 42 now. So, and we just loved it. My girls have read some of the books. They haven't read all of them, but they read, you know, some of them. And yeah, they I think just you, everything I think about it. Who have read enough so they kind of have an idea who you're talking about. I don't yeah. know that you have to absolutely read all of them, but but you want to at least have an idea what's going on. But. Right. I had them read On the Banks of Palm Creek and By the Shores of Silver Lake for sure. And, you know, my oldest daughter got through a couple more than that. But, you know, we did that, and they, we stayed at the Prairie Manor. You were just talking about the Prairie Manor bed and breakfast. Yeah. And that is, I mean, we've been to 25 states with these kids, and that was their favorite place they ever stayed in. They loved it. Oh, they just thought I it was just, it. They've it? never been at a bed and breakfast. They just thought it was just so neat how it was, and the pancake men were the best. I've never had better oh, pancakes. They are. They are the hap- It's the happiest breakfast on the face of the earth. I just don't think you can have a better breakfast anywhere, and that is no. including Jeff's French toast, which is my absolute <laughs> favorite otherwise. It's just the best. And um, yeah. I think it's an exceptionally good example of a bread and breakfast because I've actually ended up – Staying in quite a few of them when I'm going around speaking. A lot of times they'll book me in a, a bed and breakfast, and I could tell you horror stories. But anyway, it, it's just my favorite one I've ever been to. It's just lovely. It is. It's wonderful. And, you know, the fact that they give you the book to read the part about Ma making the pancake men, you know, my kids really love that as well. And, you know, we actually we were there on um, – I guess it was the last night of the pageant, which was a Sunday, and uh, we stopped in Walnut Grove on the way. And so we did Walnut Grove in a few hours, and then we drove to the cement, and we got in a little bit late, and, you know, we were able to eat dinner at the pageant. But the pageant wasn't over. I was worried it was going to be over late, but it was done by, like, nine thirty ten, And then we yeah. spent the whole next day. Uh, we were able to do pretty much everything in one day, but we got up early, had our breakfast early, and we were at the um, Memorial Society at 9 o'clock. So we got the first tour at 9.30. So we were able to, like, do our gift shopping, look at the displays. You know, so we kind of timed it so we could do everything in one day. And it is doable, you know, <laughs> but it oh, was yeah. a lot to do in one day. <laughs> so yeah. if you have yeah. two days, I definitely would split it up over two days. Because the one thing that I really wish I had more time to spend out was we went to the Depot Museum. Yeah, and that yes. was really that was really neat. There was a lot of cool stuff in there, not necessarily Laura related, but you know it was a really neat place that I wish I would have had more time to spend in. 
Yeah, so, they, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a typical county museum, but it, it's a nicely done one. And they've got a lot of stuff about Kingsbury County, a lot of stuff, well, some stuff about Father DeSmet and then just sort of history of DeSmet in general. It is really nice. And then they have the Harvey Dent School, which yeah. is also really nice because, you know, I think as you get more into Laura, you kind of start getting right. into the characters on the edge of the story like Harvey Dent, so... I'm, Correct. I'm yeah. Glad you got to go there. Yeah, it's yeah. It, you can do it in one day, but generally that means you're having to cross off things off your list that you're not going to do. But I'm glad you feel like you got most of the stuff you wanted to done. So do you yeah, think, think the I girls? Did, and they love the homestead. The girls love the homestead as well. You know, they just the oh. playing with the barn cats and looking at all the houses and you know taking the wagon ride out to the school or to the church. I guess or it was to the school, I guess. You know, the wagon yeah. right out there. They just love that. We spent probably four or five hours there just doing everything and they didn't want to leave. So you oh. can spend the whole day there easily. <laughs> you know, I have met very few people who've ever said they really wanted to leave the Ingalls homestead. It is it is a lovely place to go and visit and and I I just love it to pieces. Yeah. Um my favorite thing, though, was the surveyor's house, just because to know that she was actually there, for sure. You know, her yeah. feet walked on those floors. That was just kind of cool to me. <laughs> oh, so. it was. And and I really like, you know, how they've done the upstairs now, which I think is a really cool compromise that they, um, you know, you can't still can't go up there, but you can at least get a good idea what up there looks like. And having yeah. it set up like you do. The only thing is you have to remind yourself it is a mirror because, you know, you look up there and think that's sort of what's, you know, heading out through the house where there really isn't space and it's what's over your head. So Right, right. It's yeah, it a little bit hard funny to wrap your head around. It is. And you walk in there, too, and you think it's going to be so big from the way she describes it. You know, and yeah. her it was, but my girls were like, wow, this really isn't that big. And I was like, well, you see, that's just the difference in, you know, perception of where she lived, right. and, you know, before. And, you know, this was a mansion to her. And it, you know, it's not that big. <laughs> and to think of all the people staying over, you know, when they were, you know, having all the borders there, I just can't even imagine. Right. <laughs> well, it is interesting. So having gone with the girls once, do you think that they're going to want to go back or do you think they're going to want to go to another home site now you've you've done those two? I think they would definitely go back. We live in Pittsburgh, so it's probably going to be a long drive. It was a, you know, it was a good two-week trip that we did. We went all the way out to Devil's yeah. Tower and back. But yeah, they would love to go back and I think, you know, our next trip is to Mansfield. You know, we're probably going to combine that with um Branson and do that and maybe even try to zip over to Independence if I can talk the hubby into a drive from there. Well, that yeah. is the southern route, but I will warn you, it it is a little farther than it looks because there are hills between Mansfield and Independence that, you know, oh. and, and we have we have miscalculated that on trips before, but hills can be um really kind of time intensive so just as a, a warning well if going to mansfield if you possibly can um if you have to go during the summer look at when their pageant dates are because they actually have more of them but they're more spread out and it's nice okay. to go when there's a pageant if you absolutely uh, can manage it which you may not be able to but if you can manage it there is a um uh 
a, an event called Wilder Days in September. And oh. that is about the one time a year where you're guaranteed to hear Paz fiddle play. Oh, wow. That would be neat. Yeah. So, uh, and they also let you go upstairs in Rocky Ridge, not not all over upstairs, but into up the hallway and into one room. And that's the time of year you're guaranteed to do that, too, because usually on the house tour that isn't included. Okay. So, that's good so to those, know. Those, yeah, those are two good reasons, I think, to go Wilder Days. Um, yeah. I, I also would – I haven't made it to their Christmas event yet, mostly because something else keeps – seeming to come up. That first weekend in December is a lousy time for events. There's always so many going on. But yes. uh, and you go for the Christmas event. They decorate the house for Christmas, and they let you take pictures in the living room. Oh, Normally, wow. you can't take pictures in the right. house. So right. coming from Pittsburgh, you probably don't want to drive in winter anymore, and I do. But, as you know, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someday. I mean, when the kids are grown, my husband and I will probably do a lot of <laughs> road trips to things on off-season time. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, I uh, want to call in and, you know, say, you know, how much my girls enjoyed it, and I think that the cement and Walnut Grove are both, you know, great places to take the kids. You know, you may not be, like you were saying earlier, do the pageants for younger kids. It might be hard to do, you know, back-to-back, but at least the activities yeah. that both those places have would keep at least most kids, I think, very happy. Yes, I think so, too. Well, I'm glad that, that you um, and kind of back up my opinion, because as I say, I haven't done it with kids, but I, I'm glad to hear that yours enjoyed it and really got a lot out of it. I'm glad that you got a chance to go, and I hope you get to go to some of the other home sites. So it's, it is interesting. I, I highly recommend going to all of them, so. Yes. Well, we're hoping to do that this summer, too. And Malone's not too far away, so maybe someday we'll do that, too. (laughs) Yes. Well, Malone is a long drive down a two-lane road from anywhere, but it is worth it. They, They, for the most part, for the restoration, they did things absolutely the way they should. So it it is really worth going to. Well, and they have a Christmas event too if you want to go oh, that next weekend. Yeah, oh, on geez. Saturday. Yeah, well, that could, they could be snowed yeah. in there yeah. next weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah well, I you. Let yeah. me call in. Well, thank you for calling in, and I hope you will do it again next time we have a, an opportunity. So thank yeah. you for calling. You're welcome. And. Uh, we actually are on record time now uh, since we got all our callers at the the end of the hour pretty much. But thank you to everybody who called in. Um, I hope somebody uh, will maybe try this again sometime and get some, some other callers in, I hope. And uh, basically, happy little house travels. And remember to brighten the corner where you are from Trundle Bed Tales. Thank <laughs> you.